Mason Rudolph must go, George Pickens is a star, and Mike Tomlin remains in total control. These are your Steelers OTA takeaways, and we've got them right here. Welcome to the Steelers update from Penn Live, where we keep track of all things Steelers so you don't have to. This is John Lucy reporting. It's been a season of change for the Steelers. Changes at the top have a new general management structure in place, with a mix of new and old blood to shape future Steelers rosters. Meanwhile, your 2022 roster has taken shape via aggressive moves by the outgoing GM in both free agency and the draft. Moves that should totally transform the team's quarterback room. Yet, at the outset of Steelers' organized team activities, all the indications seem to highlight what is stable with the Steelers. Namely, holdover QB Mason Rudolph was given first-team reps at the outset of these practices, and the man who made mediocre Mason the QB1 for OTAs was Coach Mike Tomlin, now one of the most powerful figures in all of the NFL. That last statement, so apparent at OTAs, is undisputable. But the QB pecking order in Pittsburgh is going to be subject to change. Lots of it. Mason Rudolph as QB1 is but an illusion. Instead, the pitch battle to be Pittsburgh's starting QB will come down to Mitch Trubisky, a former second overall pick whom the Steelers landed in free agency, and former Pitt QB Kenny Pickett, whom the Steelers picked 20th overall in 2022. As for Rudolph, the lone QB holdover after Ben Roethlisberger retired and Dwayne Haskins died so tragically down in Florida, his days appear to be numbered. The drumbeat to trade Rudolph is already building in the 412 area code. And I'm not just talking about the fans who are tired of mediocre Mason. The pundits are saying the same thing as well. Of course, the prime time to trade a proven quarterback for a quality future draft pick could be after the preseason and even the early part of the regular season unfold. And that's when a couple of big-name passers usually go down year in and year out. A team could be hard-pressed to sign a QB of Mason's stature. So you can rest assured there will be a market, even for the much-maligned Mason Rudolph. And perhaps this will be the first significant deal orchestrated by this Steelers' new GM brain trust. It's now helmed by longtime Steelers cap guru Omar Khan, who is joined by a Mount Lebanon native returned home, Andy Weald, who's coming back from the Philly Eagles to be the Steelers' assistant general manager. This tag team pair of roster builders and talent evaluators take over for the outgoing and retiring Kevin Colbert. But Colbert stamped his legacy on the Steelers for seasons to come. This includes the work he did bringing in not one, but two possible future franchise quarterbacks, 
Yet the biggest impact imparted by Colbert could be the Georgia receiver, the now-retired GM drafted in 2022 second round. I'm talking about George Pickens, whose draft stock took a hit from off-field concerns and a reconstructed knee. But he appears poised to explode as a deep-threat rookie receiver with the Steelers. This is if the gushing reviews and rocket-like predictions coming out of OTAs can be believed. The one thing that hasn't changed in this Steelers' season of change is Mike Tomlin's control over the team. With Colbert now gone and the GM duties divided, Tomlin's fingerprints are everywhere on the Steelers. He is more entrenched than ever. We all know the Steelers' head coach has never suffered a losing season. Tomlin won't let us forget this fact. But this record isn't as sterling as it sounds. It's been redeemed by multiple 500 seasons over the years. And it has been badly marred over the last five years by the big goose egg when it comes to Tomlin's playoff wins. Or should I say the lack thereof? The Steelers' standard is supposed to be Super Bowl or bust, yet Tomlin's team hasn't sniffed one since losing to Green Bay following the 2010 season. It's been a long time. Too long for a coach as playoff win-deprived as Tomlin to have this much control. Alas, that's where we are. It's a whole new Steelers era, save for the holdover head coach who will enjoy an even freer hand to do it his way. Sinatra will have nothing on Tomlin and his near total control of these Steelers. It's high time, with two potential starting QBs to choose from, the new blood in the explosive receiving core, and some nice beef on the offensive line to beef up blocking and pass protection, that Tomlin starts to deliver again. The heck with these non-losing seasons. Let's stack playoff wins and get those Hinesfield faithful singing again about a certain intuition. I've got a feeling Pittsburgh's going to the Super Bowl. How long has it been since you've heard that refrain coming down from those Hinesfield rafters? It's been a while. But only when these new-look Steelers are in keeping with this long Steelers tradition that has stacked six Lombardis in the team's trophy case will we see the most significant change awaited by all of Steelers Nation. Right now, let's get right to it. The biggest takeaway from OTAs was the loud and positive buzz surrounding second-round Steelers receiver George Pickens out of Georgia. Here's Sports Illustrated pronouncing Pickens a star after just a few practices. His impressive impression was that profound at these OTAs. SI writes this, look, the Steelers are excited about George Pickens. The fans are excited about George Pickens. And the media is even excited about George Pickens. But this dude has already blown all expectations out of the water. Chase Claypool looks like a big guy who can move better than most players. 
Pickens looked like he's got Deontay Johnson's route running, Calvin Austin's speed, and Claypool's size. It's insane. This guy is already a star in my head. Hopefully, he doesn't prove me wrong. He carries everything you want in an NFL wide receiver. This is what we've seen so far and why it's so easy to say that this guy is going to be one of the best right from the jump, unquote. Now, talk about gushing. I mean, that's Sports Illustrated. Hey, and if Pickens is indeed a star, much of the credit will go to outgoing Steelers general manager Kevin Colbert. Say what you will about Colbert. This guy could pick receivers in later rounds while other teams like Detroit could strike out at the position in round one. But who will be shaping future Steelers rosters? Will it be the new GM, Omar Khan, and his outside the organization assistant? Not so fast. According to the always outspoken Pittsburgh radio host Mark Madden, the real pro football power broker in Pittsburgh is none other than the head coach who has deprived Steelers Nation of a single playoff win these past five seasons. Here's Madden explaining, as only he can, why the Steelers organization is the same old, same old, despite the restructuring at general manager. The source is Madden's podcast transcript published in Trib Live. Says Madden, quote, At Omar Khan's introductory press conference, they made it out that he was also going to be in with the football decisions. But I just don't believe that. I think that it was designed to make it look like he has more responsibility than he does. Like a legitimate general manager. I think his input in football will be minimal. I think they just wanted to promote him and give him his just desserts after his long service and just termed it in a way that would make him look good. Everybody is comfortable, but what's the difference? They know what's going on. Madden said this, and he's talking about the consolidation of power under Tomlin, and that power is immense, as we'll hear soon from Ron Cook about just how powerful Tomlin is when compared with the rest of the NFL. Of course, it's not just Madden, even former Steelers coach Bill Cowher, who worked with Omar Khan when the latter was just cutting his teeth with the Steelers, seemed to indicate that Khan, despite his two-decade tenure with the team, will be a faint second fiddle behind Tomlin. Just read between the lines of these Cower quotes as published by the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Said Cower, quote, Understanding the dynamics of the building is really important, and Omar knows that. With the Steelers, it always comes down to collaborating. There's going to be a new structure and new faces, but it's going to be a collaborative effort. Mike Tomlin will be a big part of everything they do. That's why it's going to be a seamless transition from Kevin to Omar. He's worked with Mike for the last 15 years. It's a great move, unquote. That from Bill Cower. As for Khan himself, the same Post-Gazette article says this of his bio, quote, Khan 45 has been one of the NFL's rising young front office executives for years. Every time a general manager's position came open across the league over the past decade, 
Khan's name would be involved in the search. He interviewed for the Chicago vacancy in January and had interviews with Houston, Miami, and the New York Jets in recent years. Khan does not have a background in personnel decisions like Colbert did. He spent the past two decades as the Steelers' top contract negotiator and salary cap specialist on the business side of the organization. But Cowher said there were times he dabbled on the player personnel side as well. Again, another choice quote from Cower, as reported by the Post-Gazette, quote, he got involved in the draft and free agency acquisitions and how the cap affected that. When you manage the cap, you have to understand everything about the team. Omar understood that from the very beginning, unquote. Hey, the bottom line of all that Post-Gazette reporting, it's that this is less than a ringing endorsement by Cower for Khan as, in, as being anywhere near a full partner, a full football partner with Tomlin. This GM looks to be a junior partner at best in building future Steelers teams, and that's for better or worse. We shall see, and Tomlin's playoff record will tell. So, just how powerful is Mike Tomlin when compared to the NFL's other authoritarians? Ron Cook, writing for the Post-Gazette, places Tomlin only behind Dallas's Jerry Jones, New England's Bill Belichick, and Kansas City's Andy Reid in terms of the stranglehold of control Tomlin wields with the Steelers. Cook writes this, quote, I know a strong case can be made for other general managers, the Los Angeles Rams, Les Snead, Buffalo's Brandon Bean. There are also other powerful head coaches, Baltimore's John Harbaugh, Seattle's Pete Carroll, the Rams' Sean McVay. But I'm comfortable putting Tomlin high on the list. I see his clout increasing now that longtime, highly regarded Steelers general manager Kevin Colbert has retired and is being replaced by a combination of of general manager Omar Khan, a salary cap specialist, and new personnel men Andy Weald and Sheldon White. It's hard to imagine Tomlin not picking up at least some additional personnel power with Khan and this new staff. Khan spoke almost reverentially of him last week when he was hired as the general manager. Quote, to step in this job and know you're going to be working with Coach Tomlin is a dream come true. I don't know anyone who has greater passion for the game than Mike Tomlin, unquote, from Omar Khan. Now back to Cook saying this, quote, Tomlin isn't just powerful. I think he's a really good coach. Most football people nationally seem to share that belief, even though Tomlin, who's signed through the 2024 season, doesn't get that same respect in Pittsburgh. Many Steelers fans wish he had been fired years ago. Be careful what you wish for. I get that Tomlin's 15 seasons here have been something of a mixed bag. The good? Tomlin has won a lot of regular season games coming into the NFL in 2007, 154 to be exact, more than any coach but Belichick during that time. He never has had a losing season. He has won one Super Bowl and been to another. The bad? Tomlin hasn't won a playoff game in five years and has just three postseason wins since 2010, the Steelers' most recent Super Bowl season. Tomlin has had some brutal playoff losses. 
to Denver and Tim Tebow after a 12-4 and season in 2011, to Jacksonville and Blake Bortles at home after a 13-3 and season in 2017, to Cleveland and Baker Mayfield at home after a 12-4 and season in 2020. The bottom line, according to Ron Cook, quote, Maybe you like Tomlin and maybe you don't. Either way, you're about to get even more of him, unquote. And that is all too true. All too true. So, that brings us to the biggest roster decision that the all-powerful Tomlin and the Steelers must make. Which quarterback to start? Well, once again, here's Mark Madden laying it out the only way he can. Quote, I think Mitch Trubisky is going to start the season. I've come to the conclusion because of the start of their schedule is so hard. They will serve up Trubisky, but not as a sacrificial lamb, but just to kind of grease the skids where Kenny Pickett can come in with minimal pressure and more time in practice with the offense under his belt. Unquote. But when Pickett does get in, whenever that is, will he have enough first-team reps with those first-team Steelers, especially those receivers who already seem to be developing a rapid rapport with Mitch Trubisky? Madden did note that this could be a concern, but he ultimately dismissed the notion, saying this of Kenny Pickett, quote, He has played 49 games at Pitt. That should be enough. He should be ready, unquote. So Madden already has it, a two-man race to start after the first OTA. But what about the guy who started those reps at OTA as the QB1? Yeah, I'm talking about Mason Rudolph. Well, Madden says you can all but erase Rudolph and all those rude memories of him as your starter from your mind, Steelers fans. It's like it never happened. Here's the outspoken one yet again, this time from Madden's Trib Live column. He writes, quote, Mason Rudolph should have skipped OTAs. In fact, he should skip right out of Pittsburgh. Rudolph doesn't deserve any better in terms of football. He isn't very good. It's laughable to say Rudolph deserves any better in terms of the truth, given this sport's abject and constant dishonesty. But Rudolph has absorbed a steady barrage of cow flop since last season ended. You'll remember this. Ex-GM Kevin Colbert said Rudolph was penciled in as the starter for 2022. Then the Steelers turned around and signed Mitch Trubisky in free agency. Then they drafted Kenny Pickett in round one. That pencil clearly came with an eraser. But still, Coach Mike Tomlin characterizes the fight for Steelers' starting QB job as a three-way dance involving Rudolph. That is a whopper of a lie right there with the checks in the mail and the Munich agreement. Rudolph won't be the starting quarterback when training camp ends. Chances are that Rudolph won't even be employed by the Steelers. But in the forgiving, false light of OTAs, Rudolph is a contender, unquote. Yeah, Rudolph is a contender, but one day he might be uttering the infamous words of Marlon Brando and that rueful line from On the Waterfront. I could have been a contender. You should have looked out for me, Mike Tomlin. 
Just a little bit. Just a little bit. It ain't going to happen, Mason. It's going to be sayonara from the Steelers pretty soon. And that's the way it is coming off OTAs in Pittsburgh. And that is your Steelers Update podcast for now. Of course, we're out fresh every Wednesday afternoon, wherever you download your favorite audio. Do yourself a favor, sign up for the podcast. You'll get it automatically. And of course, log on to penlive.com anytime for your real-time Steelers news.